Praise the Lord. All right, firstly, I want to thank the senior pastor for this opportunity one more time. Thank you very much, sir, for always um, giving me this opportunity to share the word. I want to thank the pastors as well. Pastor Yomi, thank you very much. Pastor Collins, Pastor Steve. It is a rare privilege for me indeed this morning to bring the word to us. And I pray that everyone will be blessed in the name of Jesus. All right, it is our Christmas celebration morning and God has something amazing for everyone in the name of Jesus. Everybody knows how to come to church or they know how to come to church, but very few people know how to receive from God in church. I pray that this morning, the Lord will open the eyes of our understanding in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray this morning as we go through your word, we ask that you speak to your people. We ask that you bless your people. We ask that this morning, every one of us will enter into new realms of your joy in the name of Jesus. And your name will be glorified in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, this is the season of joy. It is the season of love. And very quickly this morning, I have a very short time, about 10 minutes thereabouts, to bring us the word. We're going to be looking at something very interesting in this short time. Now, everybody knows that love is a common denominator for most people or for everybody. Everybody wants love. Even Bin Laden likes love. Even the people who are hardened and the people who you think the least understand the language of love understand when love is being expressed. But the Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 16, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world. God himself is a source of love because the Bible says God is love. He loved the world so much that he gave. Love gives. He didn't have three children. He didn't have five children. He had just one son and he gave the only begotten son that he had. So that anybody in Afghanistan, anybody in Pakistan, anybody in Nigeria, anybody in Canada, anybody in Ghana, whosoever, anybody believes in him and trusts him in the Savior shall not perish but shall have eternal life. Some translations call it everlasting life. And this is the crux of our message today. The love of God was manifested in Jesus, and by giving Jesus, he gave us eternal life. Now, what is eternal life? Now, the traditional meaning of eternal life, as described by Wikipedia, Wikipedia says eternal life traditionally refers to continued life after death. So, when we read John 3.16, that God so loved the world, and we're celebrating Christmas that he gave Jesus Christ to us that we may have eternal life. The traditional thought most of us will have is that after death here, we are going to God in glory to live eternally with him. Now, that's the traditional understanding, but that's not what God is saying here. Now, we're going to take it a little deeper. We have a short time, but God is going to help us in Jesus' name. Now, Wikipedia and the world generally has described eternal life as continued existence. Now, but think about it. Every man that is born has a soul, has a spirit, and lives in a body. So, when you are born as a man or a woman, you are alive forever, right? Now, those who know Jesus 
when they die, they go to eternal glory, right? But those who don't know Jesus, when they die, they go to eternal damnation. So everybody is actually eternal, right? Am I correct? Everybody lives forever. So if everybody lives forever, that is not what the scripture then means. So what does eternal life really mean? If Bin Laden lives forever, the good man lives forever. So what exactly is God saying? What did he really mean by eternal life? Because everything is anchored in the love of God that he has shed abroad in our hearts. Now let's look at what the scripture means by eternal life. John chapter 5 verse 24, we're going to read the Amplified Version. Jesus said, I assure you, I most solemnly say to you, the person who hears my word, the one who heeds my message, and believes and trusts in him who sent me, has, possesses now. Can everybody see that? Can everybody see that? Possesses now. Possesses now. Eternal life. So eternal life does not begin after death. It begins when you give your life to Jesus. For whosoever is in Christ is a new creation. Eternal life is not after death. It begins now. The Bible says the believer is transformed and does not come into judgment and condemnation, but has and has passed over from death to life. Jesus said, he who has me has life. And he who does not have me does not have life. The Bible says, she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. So some people are alive, but they are dead. But some people are alive, and they have abundant life. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come to do what? To give what? To give life. And that life, what? More abundantly. There is an eternal life that you enter into when you turn to Christ. I pray the Lord will give us understanding this morning in the name of Jesus. In John chapter 17, verse 3, the Bible says, And this, in New KJV, this is eternal life, not after you die. This is eternal life, that, you, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus, whom you have sent. So Jesus was praying to God, and he was telling them that, look, this is eternal life. When you come to an intimacy with God, when you are translated from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, then you have just begun to live eternal life. It is God's kind of life. Eternal life, as God means it, as the love of Christ has produced, is not the life after death. It is the life that is in God. It is the life that is in Christ. It is the life that only Jesus can live. Some people are walking about, but they are literally dead in the spirit. And that's why Jesus said, I would rather that you were hot or cold, because you're either alive or you're dead, even if you are living. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. Sorry, because we're establishing roots in this quick scripture, um, quick message, we have to read a, a few scriptures. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. And this is the testimony that God has given us, eternal life. And this life is in his Son. 
this life is in his son. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and there was nothing else made that was made without him. In him was what? In him was what? And the life was what? The light of men. In him is life. Outside him is no life. In him is eternal life. So, when you have Jesus, you carry in your veins the royal blood of Jesus such that, you know, when things are about to happen or in that moment when you're challenged, you remember that you are not ordinary. You remember that you are so powerful. You remember that God is your defense. You remember that in your veins is flowing the eternal blood of Jesus. And so you can challenge the devil and say, no, this thing cannot remain here because you know you carry the eternal life of Christ. You are not ordinary. Oh. Tell your neighbor, I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. I carry the eternal life. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 23b, that the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Eternal life is not what you work for. You can't learn it. You can't practice it. You can't speak like them. You can't machine it. You can't curate it. You can't develop it. It has to be given to you as a gift. When you come and kneel at the foot of a cross, in exchange for your sin, God gives you his eternal life. And he now lives inside you. The Bible says, if you believe in me, come on, I and my father will come and make our abode in you. How can you have Jesus and God living inside you and you are assaulted? Come on. You come to a point where some things are happening. You say, God, you live inside of me. I am a victor. You live inside of me. I am more than a conqueror. You live inside of me. I can decimate anything that comes against me. The Lord will help us this morning in the name of Jesus. As we begin to round up, yes, we have to round up. We have a busy morning. What is in this eternal life? What is inside it? One of the first things that caught my attention as I was preparing for this sermon, the Bible says that he is the light of the world. The Bible says in John chapter 1, I've quoted a few part of that scripture. In verse 5, the Bible says, um, in verse 4, in him was life. And the life is the light of men. Jesus said, I am the light. I am the light. Whosoever walks with me will not walk in darkness. And so you are not permitted to be in darkness. You are not permitted not to have understanding of what to do. When Jesus told them, how, many, how much do you have? How much food do you have? You know, and they were all, you know, uh, postulating how much they would need to go and make some money somewhere to feed all the crowd. But the Bible says Jesus knew what he would do because he is the light. He had understanding. The Bible speaks about Daniel. In Daniel chapter 5 verse 11, you know, there is a man in thy kingdom. This was Belshazzar. Um, the mother was telling him about Daniel. In whom the spirit of the holy gods, in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in Daniel. Light and understanding and wisdom. You can only go as far as your eyes can see. The kingdom of God operates on light. What you don't understand, you can't comprehend. 
What you can't understand, you can't enter into. And that's why sometimes when revelation breaks out, you scream because you have just entered into a new realm. The Bible says, look, we are the light of the world. What it means is that the eternal life that God has given us, rooted in his love, gives us superior advantage in the world that we live in. The eternal life that we carry gives us the power to be distinguished in the marketplace. So that in the marketplace, you are not at the bottom of the food chain. Like Daniel, you possess the wisdom of God. You possess the light of heaven. You possess an understanding that they can't even unravel. The Bible says he was ahead of all the magicians. You can imagine in your office, you have Oboni, you have all the witches and all that. You know, usually Christians be hiding. Say, I, I don't want trouble. Maintain your lane. Stay in your lane and stay in my lane. But the Bible says, Daniel was the head of the department of all the witches. Because he was demonstrating the level and the dimension of light they could not understand. So eternal life is your advantage. You can't be as confused as everybody else. Leave them with the economics. While we understand it, in the marketplace, at your place of work, you are demonstrating a high level of understanding that they are wondering, with which wisdom is this person speaking? Eternal life is not for you to go and live after death, though. You can't have a child and you say, when you die, I will bury you and put you in a beautiful casket. God is not a murderer. So eternal life starts from now. It is the abundant life of God living inside of us, rooted in the love of Jesus. Can we celebrate the love of glory? Can we just appreciate eternal, eternal glory, eternal love of God? As I round up, the Bible says in Leviticus 17 verse 11, the, the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your soul. For it is the blood that makes atonement by reason of the life which it represents. Blood represents life. The Bible says in Revelation 12 verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of a lamb and by the word of their testimony. When you have eternal life, you have access to the blood. When you have eternal life, you have access to the blood. And when you have access to the blood, the Bible says they overcame him. If you read Revelation chapter 12, the Bible says there was war in heaven. Look, we have an enemy that challenged God. Eh? Satan, he challenged God. He's not afraid of anybody. He challenged God and said, I will be like the most high. I will ascend to the hills. So if you are prayerless, I pity you. In this generation where there's kidnapping and all sorts, you cannot afford not to engage the blood. Weeks ago, I had a family relative who was bedridden for, for weeks. You know, and while I was out there in the UK, I was like, you know, we're praying and praying. And I determined that once I come into Nigeria, I'm going to go to that hospital. I'm going to engage the blood and she's going to rise up from that bed. And so when I came, I went to the hospital. I met her and she was there. And, you know, at some point I said, let us pray. And I, we, we started praying, playing the song Ruach Elohim by Nathaniel Bassey. And when we started praying, we engaged the blood. I felt the presence of God. And we prayed. We prayed, we prayed, we prayed. When I left the hospital, she told me just two days ago that three hours after, she said to herself, I feel the presence of God here. I can get up. I can literally walk. This is someone that has been bedridden. I'm talking about kidney failure here. 
kidney failure, not malaria. And then three hours after, she told her husband, the presence of God is here. We have prayed. And then she took her first leg. And then she looked at the husband. And the husband looked at her. And she took the second leg. And the husband said, you are walking. She said, I'm walking. And then she took the next one. And then they started screaming. The blood of Jesus is your advantage. It is rooted in eternal life. Powered by the love of Jesus. You know, can we just rise up? The Ruach Elohim is here. Can we just engage the blood this morning? Hey, Ruach Elohim. Hallelujah. Elohim is Ruach Elohim. God has given you it is your advantage I just want us in a few seconds just lift up your hands to the heavens and say Jesus by the eternal life you've given me by the blood of a new covenant I'm going into 2023 a victor I'm ending this year with good news because by the blood of Jesus we overcome and we pray that you help us to walk in abundant life to enjoy the beauty and splendor of the love of Christ that you have shared on this Christmas morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for we are more than conqueror. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Celebrate the Lord of glory. Celebrate the Elohim. Heruach Elohim. He is present here today. And he can heal anybody here this morning. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. May please have your seats. The Lord is here this morning. Nothing is impossible. Can we celebrate the Lord one more time? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.